LTLTKLTFMHD2 Houston. Radio.com Sports Station and your home of the Houston Texans. Rock and roll. Houston Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into a Friday edition of Texans All Access. It's a little cloudy edition. It's been sunny for seemingly a year. And we finally got a little bit of rain today, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I went out and did a little uh, lunchtime yard work right after that rain hit, and it was steamy. It went right back up. It was brutal. So uh, brace yourselves. Should get a little rain this weekend, but that might be kind of nice. Glad you guys are here with me. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and silent reporter for your Houston Texans. The voice of Texas, Mark Vandermeer, will be here shortly. I think it was Monday or Tuesday of this week. I can't remember which day it was. I think it was Tuesday where I was a little late joining in because of uh, user error, uh, i.e. my son unplugged my Ethernet cord, So, uh, and I didn't know. So that was – I was uh, a little late for that. Mark's probably got a much better reason, but he'll be along here in a few minutes. When he does, one of the things we're going to do is – and we tried to do this last week, and I didn't – plan it out as well as I should have. We didn't have as much time to break down the Jacksonville Jaguars as we needed. But we talked about the Jags a little bit, and we're going to preview uh, as we start to get ready for this season, which I'll get to that in just a second. The Tennessee Titans seemingly in run-it-back mode with one major exception. and Actually, there's two. The Titans have really they, – they've prided themselves on – building the offensive and defensive lines of scrimmage, and obviously with Derrick Henry in the run game. But they've got one on each side of the ball in the line of scrimmage that I think could tell a much different story for the Titans this year. When you take away Jack Conklin on the offensive side at right tackle, and you take away Jarrell Casey, who's traded to the Broncos, on the defensive side. It doesn't sound like much. Well, it's one guy on each side, right, John? Oh, boy. It could change how that offensive line looks. I've always thought Terry Luan's overrated. Roger Saffold came in and gave them some good work. I don't think Ben Jones is very good. I think Nate Davis at guard could be a pro bowler at some point. Um, and then they've got a hole at right tackle, whether it's Dennis Kelly or they're going to go with the rookie Isaiah Wilson. So I don't know that Tennessee Titans line is as good as it's been. It's definitely not as good as it was last year when Conklin was there. He's now with the Cleveland Browns. And defensively, Jeffrey Simmons is going to be a dude. There's no question. He was drafted in 2019 later in the draft because teams passed on him because he had an ACL tear and he wasn't going to be ready until November. Well, the Titans were like, well, we can wait till November. Uh, and then he came along and we played against him twice and he's a dude. But they got rid of Jarrell Casey. And every time we played the Titans, Jarrell Casey made plays against us. It didn't matter whether we blew him off 57-14 or it was a 2017 loss in week two in 2018. Jarrell Casey was an absolute dude. So, we will talk about the Tennessee Titans later in the show. And we'll talk about the Titans without those two players. Jarrell Casey to the Broncos. Jack Conklin to the 
Browns, who will preview the Tennessee Titans. And we also will go around the league and talk about things happening in the NFL. But I want to start there with a, I don't know, I guess it's a news nugget. I don't know if it was an, it was an official statement that came out. But the many reporters, the many Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport types there are around the league reporting today that both Texans and Chiefs rookies were given the go-ahead to show up at their respective buildings and get going on Monday. That is essentially staying on course with whether we had COVID or not. That was the report date. The full report date for the team is Saturday. I think so. Yeah, the 25th. The 25th is, is Saturday. And then they'll start full training camp practice on the 28th. And, of course, there's still some back and forth with the NFL and the NFL PA or what's going on. But, Mark Vandermeer, the Chiefs and Texans rookies were notified today, hey, we're starting show up on Monday. When you saw that, good, bad, kind of still, I'm not sure. What do you think about that when you heard that news? I'm sure. Let's go, Johnny. Come on. Let's go play football. Now, you're not going to play football right away, right? You're going to have the protocols in place. You're going to have physicals, testing. I mean, this is a a ramping up process. I think JJ used that terminology in his tweet yesterday. Yeah. Uh, this is part of it. Now, uh, I guess, you know, there there's more work to be done. Of course there is. But I, I think everybody agrees it's a good thing to be tested. It's a good thing to have a look at the building. I was talking about it with Sean and Seth this morning, how uh, I understand, like, not every team is the same. But, you know, you've been in the building. I've been in the building. They've been getting ready for this, all right? Yes. They are as ready for this part of it as I think you po- as much as possible, as you possibly could be. Because uh, the service level, which is – for those that don't know, the hallway downstairs around the lower bowl. I know a lot of people haven't been lucky enough to be in there. But if it was an unfinished basement, it's now a finished basement, okay? <laughs> and it's always had that cinder block kind of look. Now they've yeah. completely fin- – and it wasn't just because of the COVID situation, but I think they wanted to make it – look different, look better, and this way they can sort of divide things up better. Um, I mean, there's a hand sanitizer. You can't walk three feet without hitting, hitting one of those. And they have the tier system in place. They're going to keep the business operations people, that's ticketing, human resources, marketing, PR, everything, separate from the players and the football support staff. Um, some PR will be in that tier, too, where they're closer to the players, of course, But and, and you'll be there as well. But the thing is, they've done a lot of work. So I think you're ready for this part of it. And as far as playing football goes, Johnny, I have many thoughts on that. But, you know, we're not going to be there for a while. I mean, that's, you know, that's in September, that part, or preseason games, uh, if we're lucky enough to have a couple of those before that gets started. Yeah. You know, the NFL has not come out and said, okay, it's down to two games. That's obviously widely rumored that the the – preseason will go down to two games now the NFLPA is still saying we won zero games we'll see where that that all you know puts us but I saw that that news about the Texas and Chiefs rookies reporting for work basically on Monday and I'll be honest Mark I wasn't sure how to feel like oh but wow I mean we've talked about this both on air and off air mm-hmm. we can sort of know where we are in the time of the year, kind of based on how we feel. And based on how we feel, we know what's coming up. I, usually at this point of the year, 
I am so chomping at the bit to get back out there to see the guys out on the field, to walk across that field on the first day of training camp practice is like one of my favorite things. And I just, I don't know, maybe you read so much about what's going on and all those kind of things. It just almost doesn't even feel like it's getting started. And then I saw that note today and I was like, okay, man, mentally, I got to ramp, I got to, I got to start ramping up. They've got, you know, 11 days before practice would actually, if they stay to schedule before it starts, but it's like, okay, got to start ramping up for this thing. Not that I wasn't, but I think I'm today. It almost made it more, I don't know, maybe made it more real than it's been, I guess, because it's been so different lately, the last four or five months. Uh, such an esoteric reference here, but the Led Zeppelin live uh, concert movie called The Song Remains the Same, uh, they had all these scenes of the guys in different parts of the world, and then they get together for the tour, and it was all fabricated. But John Paul Jones reads the letter, and he says, tour dates, this is tomorrow. And, they're, they're, you know, he's like in the countryside of England or something. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's not going to happen that way. And, but that's what this feels like. This is tomorrow. This is all of a sudden, it's happening, and you go from yeah zero to a hundred yep. if that's the case. But again, it's not. I, it's not going to be zero to a hundred. This is right. the first step, and more agreements. You know, more things have to be agreed upon uh, in order to have football possible. But here's my other thought on this: Look, uh, there is no way that you can play football, go to an office. Uh, do virtually anything without some risk here. I mean, there's no chance that you're going to have no risk of yeah. contracting COVID, right, of, right. of being right. infected with this virus. Uh, they can do their very best to make sure that, look, you have a minimal chance even in a football environment, but without a true bubble, I think that you're looking at a situation where there's just no way to uh, completely squash the risk of having COVID. So I think everyone has to accept that. And maybe it's maybe it's going to be unacceptable for people. Maybe maybe they're not going to be able to go for that. But uh, if they are, I think you can play football. I think you can do a lot in this environment as long as it doesn't continue to spike out of, you know, out of control. Now, a lot of people listening are saying, Mark, it's out of control right now. Well, you know, I look at the TFC. I look at the Medical Center website every day. Right now, they are under control. Easy for me to say because I'm not working on the front lines as a, as a healthcare worker, and I know it's very tough over there. Uh, but it, they're not in phase three. They're, they're not there yet. And, look, if they get there, maybe you have something else to think about here as far as even the thought of playing professional football. Um, but I think right now – I, I think this is a good place to start. You know, let's let's get them in and get them tested and take it from there. Yeah, no question. This also came out from Florio today on Pro Football Talk. I saw this. I think he tweeted. I also saw from other people as well. The NFL and the NFL Players Association did reach an agreement regarding the procedures for dealing with players who test positive for COVID-19. Per league source, the league intends to change the injured reserve rules to create a COVID-19 classification. Good. Players who test positive will be placed on the COVID-19 list for three weeks, creating a roster spot that would then be filled with a player who is negative for the virus, most importantly for the players. The players in the COVID-19 list will be played will be paid their normal salaries. Now, one other, one other aspect of this, Mark, that I saw at some point, I don't know if it was Florio, but I ended up seeing this too, was the idea that IR, just all of it, all of IR in general would go from an eight-week waiting period to a three-week waiting period. 
Um, whereas now, or what it's been, is you could bring back, you could bring back two, was it two players? It was two players. Yep. Then they moved it up to three in the new CBA that you could bring back that had been on injured reserve. But they had to be out, essentially, for eight weeks. So combining what I just said about this COVID-19 IR list and regular IR, there's been a thought that why don't we just make IR unlimited bringbacks, essentially. Is that a word? Mm -hmm. Bringback? But essentially bringing back players after three weeks so that would cover them from a COVID standpoint, but it also – uh, it would also cover them from a, reg- a regular non-COVID injury situation. And I like that. And I know there are going to be some that say, well, there's going to be a team that we all know of that will that will skirt the rules and will try and hide players on that list and then bring them back in three weeks. And that probably won't happen as much as everybody thinks, especially in this COVID-19 situation. But I also saw that, Mark. I like that. I like the shorter time frame. Hey, the IR, you got to be there for at least you know three weeks. That covers you from COVID. It covers you from regular injury. But then you can bring players back. I think that's something that they absolutely are going to have to do this year. But I like that. And I, and I hope that becomes something that gets negotiated into a CBA down the road, that they lessen that eight-week time frame and allow more to come back, not just three like they're going how to many, the CBA. How, how many you want able to come back in a non-COVID world? Four? Uh, ten. 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 That's too much. No, no, Belichick would have like a whole team of players. Every, Johnny, no, every team. Every team's no, going to stand players. I know. Players. I know. Um, it, it was, yeah, you're exactly right. I, we bring up Belichick because he's always the, the yeah. one that everybody knows about. But you're right. Everybody would do it. I, I think I think four or five um, would, be, would be a good number. I just think when you start talking about linemen in particular, that's the one that always kind of gets me as linemen, is having enough linemen. And we talk about this. We talk about this during games. Hey, what happens if such and such goes down? Oh, they'll have to move this guy to guard, and then this guy might have to move off the tackle, and the guy they bring off the bench will have to go to the other tackle spot. And it's just so many moving parts because they're, you get on IR, you can't, you know, like last year, you know, Sunil Calamete was the guy that went over to IR uh, after week one or week two. And then you got to decide, okay, well, I can only bring two guys back Man, is that a guy you want to bring back? Well, you know you got to have enough linemen. Well, what happens if something happens to Mance? I, the lineman part yeah. of it is what always kind of kind of throws me. I think you can find you know as perimeter players, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. I think you can find those guys. I just think the linemen are so hard to to find that allowing them to bring back linemen in particular. But I I would think I would think somewhere between three to five is good. I like that they moved it up to three. I mean, two is 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 good, but it's man not all the way there. So they, when they got the three, I thought that was good. But I think somewhere between three to five would be really good for what they could do. But I like the fact that they're doing this for this COVID nineteen situation. That if you test positive, hey, that's three weeks. Okay, we'll see you in three weeks. But you can a get paid during that time, and b and b stand roster, and c be able to come back in a short amount of time. And hopefully, three weeks will be enough time to get them back healthy and ready to go. What if? All right, not that anyone would do it. But what if, hey, listen, wink, wink, you're positive. Go sit for three weeks. It could happen. It I could, mean, are you going to have to prove they're positive? I'm wondering. Not that anyone would try to take advantage of this, Johnny. I mean, come on. I don't. You're right. <laughs> but, I mean, if you get found doing that. Uh, that could be a big problem. 
yeah, yeah, could be a big problem. Yeah, it but could, I, I, mean, I agree. In a COVID world, you have to have this. You have to. Now, it's funny because it's not funny, but I still go back to the Jordan flu game and how many guys have played with the flu over time. How many yeah. guys, Watt being sick in Jacksonville that mm-hmm. time, all of it, where it's like, eh, go ahead, go out there, sneeze, cough. Yeah. You know, it's the flu. It's no problem. And not and, only that is the fact yeah. that we, we, we applauded them for showing sure you know, having the guts. Get out sick, there, but look at this. It's just the flu. Get out there. What are you right. doing? Whereas you know that's you're highly contagious. Yeah. You know you you have an active flu going on, and you're out there playing football. So. They're actually going through protocols, precautions here that are very significant to try to prevent the spread of this thing. And, you know, I think I'm not asking for applause for them or anything, but, you know, they're doing the best they can while trying to play their sport. And, look, I don't want to get all America needs this about pro football, but, Johnny, we need this. I mean, come on. We need this. We need pro football. Let's go. If you could possibly play it with relative, and I say relative, I'm going to use that word carefully, safety, easy for me to say, but I, th- I think you know, I think they want to play. They want to make the money. The, the, I'm talking about the players. They want yeah. to play, by and large. They just want it to be as safe as you could possibly make it under the circumstances. Well, J.J. was very clear about that in his tweet. First point he made and the last point he made. We want to play. We want to play. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I got to – I got to thinking about I have so many kind of thoughts that have been going through my mind about uh, about this and just about how – and I've thought more about from a college perspective, but I've also thought about, you know, if it does impact this particular, you know, football season, you know, <laughs> lopping a year off of a guy's career just – I mean, eh, you know, he's going to play 10 years. It's just a year, you know, no big deal. I, there's just – I don't know, this – I'm just really sad for for having to go through this, especially in the college football realm. Because man, if you if you're a player in a college football realm, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, what do you do? You know, you're gonna be a number oh, yeah. one draft pick in the NFL. Like, what, what what do you do? You're proving that you are the number one draft pick. Do you go out and and take a chance that that you'll end up getting sick in this thing? And and by and large, you don't even know that you're gonna play. But either way, that that's for a, a different time or place. One other quick note before we get to break. A few days ago, Kenny Stills had been arrested in Kentucky for peacefully demonstrating on the front lawn of the home of Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron. Those charges were as, I don't want to say as we expected, but I was glad to see that those charges were all dropped for Kenny. Kenny has been uh, such a, a great fixture in this organization from the day that he got here. Um, and to see those charges drop, I was, I was happy for him, and I was very, very glad to see um, that that was for the 87 people that were arrested, that those charges were all dropped, including a Real Housewife star, including I think Trey the Truth was also there um, from Houston, a longtime rapper, legendary rapper here in the city of Houston. So uh, a number of people there in Louisville uh, protesting the, the death of Breonna Taylor, um, in which the uh, police officers who apparently had killed Breonna Taylor um, have not – I don't know if they've been fired. I don't know what the case is, but they were 
protesting Breonna Taylor's death. Those charges for Kenny Stills have been dropped. So uh, that was great news to see today. Okay, Mark, we get back. Last week, you had the opportunity. You looked at my top fives. I got five new top fives. And we'll also look at the Tennessee Titans as well. See if being in run-it-back mode is what gets them to an AFC South championship. We'll preview the Tennessee Titans and look at my top fives next right here in Texas All Access. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. More Texans Radio is on the way. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. 
PUCT number 10007. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at 20 locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners. $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. Get in the loop. The best coach in town, arguably, Brent Strom, spoke about his rotation. He's been maybe the most important guy. If you told me that they're going to lose A.J. Hinch or Brent Strom, I might keep Stromy just because of how he's revived Verlander, what he's done with Cole, uh, what he did with Wade Miley in a short time last year, his work with the Colors, his work with the bullpen. He might be the reason why Houston has their best chance to win a championship in the coming months. In the Loop with Landry and Lopez. Weekdays at 10. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Fear of missing out is a real thing. Don't have FOMO when it comes to your favorite team? Follow the Houston Texans on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Yep, yep. Welcome back. Friday night edition of Texas All Access from the crib yet again. There will probably be a few of these uh, over the next few weeks and months, but uh, hopefully there will also be a football season to go along with that, and I would be totally fine. I am John Harris, your host, football analyst, a silent reporter for your Houston Texans. And as I bring him back in, the voice of the Texas, Mark Vandermeer, joins me. Uh, Mark, just out of curiosity, I just saw a tweet a little while ago. Um, have you ever uh, – what's the, what's the right way of saying this? Have you ever eaten something erroneously that was, um, oh, I don't know, like say one of your favorite desserts that might have had a tinge of something in it that you had no idea was in it? Have you ever had that happen to you? A tinge of something like – Something yeah. that's not supposed to be in it? Yes. Oh, no. Have like you ever what? had that happen to you? No, like, what are you talking about, though? What's in it? Ew. Like something <laughs> horrible? <laughs> well, Tim, well, your favorite dessert is a brownie. What is so often? Oh, uh, oh, oh, that. Okay. I, my, my mind went in another direction. No, <laughs> I've never done that, though. Okay. I've never right. done that. Okay. Because I was just even reading back, on Twitter. Even back I, in the uh, early 80s, Johnny, I never did that. I was looking at this. I don't know how I got on this thread, but this this thread, these people sharing stories of, well, I once ate a brownie that I didn't know was laced with this, and I did this. And I'm like, oh, my God, does that that happen? Really? 
So, anyways, be careful uh, with the brownies as we go. Okay, Mark, I Maybe did. Maybe we should stick with the uh, with the cookie. You know, the giant yeah, cookie yeah. at the restaurants, not the brownie. I don't yes. know. Not the brownies. Not the brownies. Okay, Mark, I each and every Friday for uh, my article, The Daily Brew, I have started doing just five top fives. So I've done a bunch of them already. Uh, I've done. We talked about some of them last week. Running backs the Texans are going to face this year. I did the top five AFC South non-quarterback offensive players a defense will face this year. Uh, top five offensive linemen the Texans will face. Today's top five, my five top fives. Okay, tell me which one you want to dive into first. Number one, top five secondaries the Texans offense will face. The top five edge rushers the Texans offense will face. Top five faces in new places on the 2020 schedule. Top five gone but not forgotten. Players the Texans could have or would have faced but won't in 2020. And the top five road venues on the 2020 schedule. Let's start with venues. Okay. Your top venue on the 2020 schedule. What is it? I have your list in front of me, so it's really not fair. But uh, I'll have a different number one, Heinz Field. uh, Because I love going to Heinz Field. We don't go there much. The last time was 2014. Geez, the last time before that was 2008. It's just one of those places we don't – you know what else I was thinking about? We never go to Buffalo. We just don't go to Buffalo much. That's true. We've only gone to Buffalo in the – Every six years road in a non-same finish division situation, right. you know, the division you're playing. So, 03, 09, 15, and, you know, we'll go next year to Buffalo. Yeah, next year, yeah. I like going to Buffalo, and I know yeah, you I do, do too, because it's just one of those NFL cities that has something about it. Yeah. The Bills Mafia and everything. But Pittsburgh certainly is, of course. And I'm really excited to go there. Now, I wish we had a non-COVID situation and a full house and all that. Unlikely to happen. But uh, that would be my my number one road venue this year. I see you have Soldier Field on your list as number four. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I don't want to spoil it here. You know, we do a lot of talking, so there's no way I can keep this from you. I'm, I'm so curious to get your impression of Soldier Field because I was very disappointed the first time I was in there uh, going into the revamped. Soldier Field, which is inexplicably, you know, semi-modernized, but not. It's just a bizarre situation. It's a tremendously historic venue for this league, and they ruined that stadium when they redid it. I always, always, without fail, there is a bad word that comes out of my mouth within the first two or three plays of watching any game involving the Bears at Soldier Field because their all-22 shot is from really, really low because it's just all oh. jacked up. And I get so mad. I'm like, God, I hate this shot. It's so terrible. Uh, and everybody that watches the Bears film thinks the same thing. I put it as number four um, because I've not been there. And I'm, I'm curious. I know that. I would hope in December maybe we'll be able to do some certain things. I don't know what we're going to be able to do. I hope, First of yeah. all, I hope we're actually up there doing the game. But that said, December, Chicago in December could be kind of fun. I've never been to Soldier Field. So that was that's why I put that one on the list. Because there are eight places we're going. 
and two of them that didn't make the list were Indianapolis and Jacksonville. And I picked Tennessee, and the reason I picked Tennessee just because, well, it's Nashville. <laughs> and everybody yeah. that's made that trip to Nashville has, has, has enjoyed it over the years that I've talked to. They love it. They love going on Broadway on the Saturday night beforehand, getting some great food, getting a Nashville hot chicken or going to the, uh, the Southern like we do, and then going and seeing the Texans win on Sunday. They, they love that. Um, and I had so it's not so much Nissan Stadium as being number three, but just Nashville and the whole thing that goes with it. That's why I put it number three. But I put Arrowhead Stadium at number one. And I I told you about my whole YouTube, you know, how I go about watching things on YouTube. Well, the other day I just kind of let things roll because I was working on um, I was working on a Know Your Foe article, and so I just was kind of letting things roll in the highlights of our game against them in the playoffs popped up on the screen oh. and I'm like, I'm just going to ignore it. And then I would look up and I'd be like, Oh gosh, of course <laughs> I watched the first quarter and, and, and change like, man, that, we were really good. I mean, from JJ sack against Buffalo to 24 to nothing against the chiefs. That may be the best three quarters we played um, yeah. in 2019, but I put arrowhead. It's, it's just, at all times, it's a complete and total madhouse. I mean, week six was that way um, until we quieted them with the win. And then the playoff game, I mean, when, my God, when they when DeAndre Carter fumbled and they had an opportunity to make it 24-21, I thought the place was going to fall down. I mean, it was just a full-on, uh, oh, my gosh. It was uh, it was incredible. It was, it was just this incredible feeling of we are – we're the enemy – in this hostile, hostile area. Oh, my God, this is crazy. But yet, those are the kind of environments you want to be in. I've been Heinz Field at two because the only time I've been up there is 2014. I loved it. I absolutely, yeah. absolutely loved it. And it was great because that we played on a Monday night. So I had all day Monday to kind of go walk around the city. And I walked over to PNC Park, uh, took you know pictures with the statues of Willie Stargell and Roberto Clemente, you know, two, two guys I you know idolized. Um, in baseball so that was really fun to do um, and going up to Pittsburgh and it was just a really nice day and a pretty day so it, it made it uh, it made it all about the two the two that didn't three that didn't make it were Jacksonville and Indianapolis and Cleveland and Cleveland I don't know I Cleveland don't know is, I see I'm I surprised know. about that because I forgot about Cleveland and I'm excited to go to Cleveland I mean I am, I'm excited like to go to Cleveland, Cleveland too but I but in 14 you know we went there it was good it was it, it was good. Uh, that it was, was a fun. fun trip. I mean, it was a obviously fun trip. it was a win. It was Mallet. Uh, we did a. That's when we were still doing our shows on Fox, our mm-hmm. pregame show. We shot something at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is ridiculous, by the way. Don't get me started about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how ridiculous it is. But it's still a fun museum to go to. You know, to see the history of music and everything. And a lot of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the history of radio. They have a huge yeah. radio section in there. Because, you know, it's a big part of the history of rock and roll, of course. So uh, that's pretty cool. But anyway, I like Cleveland as a stadium, as a city, as a a fan base that is so rabid. They're so into their team, but they're tortured. I mean, they have been tormented, tortured for decades. You could sense that when you were up there in 2014. I could. Even when they scored a touchdown to cut the lead that we had, you could tell they were like – that was that was good, but okay, we're, we're they're gonna score again. I mean, that was almost kind of the feeling I got uh, while we were in there. Okay, 
My top five gone but not forgotten. Players the Texans would have or could have faced but will not in 2020. Who's the one player that we have faced, Mark, or could have faced in 2020 that we're not going to on the top of your list? I'll tell you it's on top of mine. Well, in the division, it's probably Jarrell Casey. Yeah. You know, that, that now, I did somebody... this overall. I did this overall. So, Craig, okay, Casey's overall. three. But, uh, that, I mean, that, that's a huge one, especially considering who the Titans are now. They're the favorite yeah. in the division. And uh, that's a big miss for them. But, obviously, it's Brady. Brady's yep. the biggest one. The Patriots are coming to your place. And, like I said, I think yesterday, what a year to not be going up there. You know, no yeah. fans and no Brady would be the time to go to Gillette Stadium. But Brady is out, and the Patriots are coming here. But it'll be, it'll be Cam Newton, I, you know, in all likelihood. I mean, that's another one. Is is that an automatic? Is Cam starting? I mean, he's got to, right? I would, if he's healthy. If he's, if he's healthy, healthy, he's got to play, right? He's got to. Yeah. Cam freaking Newton. Then they knew they know who he is, and they didn't sign him to be the backup. So Cam's going to play. And, yeah, if he's healthy, you know, if he's healthy. But I don't. If do you think he's not going to be? I mean, at this point, well, you know, listen. There's there, and you know this as well as I do. There's there's ready to play. And then there's healthy. They're two yeah. different. They're two different declarations, really. You know, a yeah. guy can be ready to play, but you know, he's not. He's not fully healthy. Um, yeah. And we've we've seen that over the years. We've seen guys that kind of fall into that category. Okay, yeah, this guy's going to play, but he, he's not fully healthy. Uh, I think Cam in eighteen and nineteen was kind of that way. Um, nineteen, obviously, he gets hurt early, and so he really didn't, didn't play at all. Um, but just talking to my brother-in-law, who um, is kind of a high-profile character in the Charlotte area. He's talked to doctors, and, and they told him back in 19, they're like, he's, that, it's, it's done. It's done. But if wow. he's fully healthy, if he is fully healthy, and that includes the shoulder, the ankle, the foot, and just – I mean, he's taken more hits over the years just running the football with how big he is. You know, it's funny, we, we – we used to watch, uh, my dad and I, when we would watch basketball, my dad would get really frustrated because the officials wouldn't call fouls on big men uh, when, because, well, that's a foul normally, but when it's against Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq isn't impacted right. because he's so big and strong. And I think and Cam, yeah, yeah and, and, but yet it's still a foul. So I think Cam's kind of that way. It's like, the hits that Cam took, you would see guys just bounce off of him because Cam's 6'6", 250. But those hits add up the same way they would for some other lesser being. But Cam just kept delivering those hits as much as he was receiving them. And I think that took its toll. But I think there's, there's no question. If he's healthy, fully healthy, yeah, Cam Newton can do some things. Which brings me to top five, face in a new place. I have a tie at number one. With two Colts. Yeah, well, Philip, excuse me, Philip Rivers is number one. I think I think that's the number one player on this list. It's the dreaded Colts. It's Rivers, who's got a lot of accomplishments in this league. No, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. No, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. But it's Philip Rivers, and this is a big move by them. I mean, we were talking about this at the combine, as if it could happen, and then it did happen. And if you're a Colts fan, obviously you're praying for Rivers to stay healthy. Uh, and if he does, 
this could be really special because you can run the ball, got a great line. Mm -hmm. The defense should be a little bit better at the very least. You have DeForest Buckner, who's your other player that you voted number one, so it's a tie. But I don't know why you made it a tie. I mean, I'm calling you out on that one. It's Rivers, Johnny. Rivers is the new guy. It's it's the new face in a new place or whatever you called the category. Uh, Yeah, you want to know why it's a tie? Because as I was editing it, I forgot about DeForest Buckner. I didn't uh, want to. I didn't want to renumber everything, so I just said, "I said, oh, bleep it, just make it a tie." Because I do think the Force Buckner is going to be. When I looked at everybody else on the list, I thought this guy is going to be a problem. There, he is absolutely no doubt about it. Going to be an issue for our interior guys to have to block, um, and I and I hate that because we saw that in eighteen when they had uh, Marcus Hunt and Denique Autry in the middle. And now you add a player in there that's the size of Marcus Hunt, but the ability of Danico Autry, and it's all in one guy, in DeForest Buckner. And I'm that, that, I'm nervous about that. So, yes, I, he would not have been number one normally. He probably, probably would have been three. Uh, but I do think DeForest Buckner is going to have a pretty significant impact on that Colts defense right in the middle. Heck, the Colts gave up a first-round pick and and – paid DeForest Buckner a lot of money. So uh, I think it's those – those the Colts came up with those two, adding them to the roster, and they were no, no rookies. But the Colts, to me, of anybody in the division and of anybody the Texans face, added, I think, the two most important pieces through free agency, but they also added two rookies that I think could come in there and give them immediate contribution, and that's Michael Pittman, the wide receiver from USC, and Jonathan Taylor – the running back from the University of Wisconsin. Those two could step right into starting spots day one. And along with Rivers and Buckner, now you got Pittman and Taylor to go along with what they've already had there. Uh, and that Colts squad could be very, very scary. I'm hoping that doesn't happen for all four of those players, uh, but I could I could see it. I, I absolutely could see I it. I want to vomit right now yeah, after everything you just said. I keep forgetting I about Pittman. And what he can do along with Taylor. Uh, don't start with me with the Colts. If River stays healthy, Michael Pittman will have an A.J. Brown-like year. I'm going on right. record. I just I, said I it. I got you. I'm, got I'm you. going on record. Put him rocket down. July 17th, 2020. I just said that. I, lo- I love Michael Pittman. I, I really wanted the Texans to take a look. And obviously when they made the Brandon Cooks deal, brought in Cobb for free, from free agency, I knew they probably wouldn't go early with wide receiver, and they obviously wouldn't even gotten a shot on Michael Pittman because he ended up going before pick 40. Um, but, man, I really like Michael Pittman. <laughs> I really I really like that guy. So to have to see him twice a year uh, is a little bit galling. Now, the other team we have to see twice a year is the Tennessee Titans. We'll preview them, see what they have coming back, and how much – is the loss of Jack Conklin and Jarrell Casey going to hurt that squad in 2020? Mark and I'll talk about that next right here on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans.
June's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to Houston Police Department Lieutenant Bridget Loomis. Lieutenant Loomis sets an exemplary leadership standard for all with her commitment to service. Recently, she went above and beyond to help a mother and her two children escape a domestic abuse situation, taking care of their hotel bill when shelters were full. Her willingness to serve those around her for the past 23 years means more to her community than she knows. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our June Star of Courage Award. Recipient. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Hi, this is John Weeks with the Houston Texans. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at HoustonFoodBank.org slash HuddleAgainstHunger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. I was in there uh, going into the revamped Soldier Field, which is inexplicably you know, semi-modernized, but not. It's just a bizarre situation. It's a tremendously historic venue for this league, and they ruined that stadium when they redid it. I always, always, without fail, there is a bad word that comes out of my mouth within the first two or three plays of watching any game involving the Bears at Soldier Field. Because their all 22 shot is from really, really low. Because it's just all oh. jacked up. And I get so mad. I'm like, God, I hate this shot. It's so terrible. Uh, and everybody that watches the Bears film thinks the same thing. I put it as number four. Um, because I've not been there. And I'm, I'm curious. I know that. I would hope in December maybe we'll be able to do some certain things. I don't know what we're going to be able to do. I hope, First of yeah. all, I hope we're actually up there doing the game. But that said, December, Chicago in December could be kind of fun. I've never been to Soldier Field. So that was that's why I put that one on the list. Because there are eight places we're going. And two of them that didn't make the list were Indianapolis and Jacksonville. And I picked Tennessee – and the reason I picked Tennessee just because, well, it's Nashville. <laughs> and everybody yeah. that's made that trip to Nashville has, has, has enjoyed it over the years that I've talked to. They love it. They love going on Broadway on the Saturday night beforehand, getting some great food, getting the Nashville hot chicken or going to the, uh, the Southern like we do, and then going and seeing the Texans win on Sunday. They, they love that. Um, and I had, so it's not so much Nissan Stadium. 
as being number three, but just Nashville and the whole thing that goes with it. That's why I put it number three. But I put Arrowhead Stadium at number one. And I I told you about my whole YouTube, you know, how I go about watching things on YouTube. Well, the other day I just kind of let things roll because I was working on um, I was working on a Know Your Foe article. And so I just was kind of letting things roll. And the highlights of our game against them in the playoffs popped up on the screen. Oh. And I'm like, I'm just going to ignore it. And then I would look up and I'd be like, oh, gosh. Of course, I watched <laughs> the first quarter and, and, and changed. Like, man, that, we were really good. I mean, from J.J.'s sack against Buffalo to 24 to nothing against the Chiefs, that may be the best three quarters we played um, yeah. in 2019. But I put Arrowhead. It's, it's just at all times, it's a complete and total madhouse. I mean, week six was that way. Um, until we quieted them with the win. And then the playoff game, I mean, when, my God, when they when DeAndre Carter fumbled and they had an opportunity to make it 24-21, I thought the place was going to fall down. I mean, it was just a full-on, uh, oh, my gosh. It was, uh, it was incredible. It was, it was just this incredible feeling of we are, we're the enemy in this hostile, hostile area. Oh, my God, this is crazy. But yet, those are the kind of environments you want to be in. I put Heinz Field at two because the only time I've been up there is 2014. I loved it. I absolutely, yeah. absolutely loved it. And it was great because that we played on a Monday night. So I had all day Monday to kind of go walk around the city. And I walked over to PNC Park, uh, took you know pictures with the statues of Willie Stargell and Roberto Clemente, you know, two, two guys I you know idolized um, in baseball. So that was really fun to do. Um, and going up to Pittsburgh, and it was just a really nice day and a pretty day, so it, it made it. Uh, it made it all about the two, the two that didn't, three that didn't make it were Jacksonville and Indianapolis and Cleveland. And Cleveland, I don't know. I Cleveland don't know. Is, I see. I'm I surprised know. about that because I forgot about Cleveland, and I'm excited to go to Cleveland. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited like to go to Cleveland, Cleveland too. But I, but in 14, you know, we went there. It was good. It was it, it was good. Uh, that it was, was a fun. fun trip. I mean, it was a obviously fun trip. it was a win. It was Mallet. Uh, we did a. That's when we were still doing our shows on Fox, our mm-hmm. pregame show. We shot something at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is ridiculous, by the way. Don't get me started about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how ridiculous it is. But it's still a fun museum to go to. You know, to see the history of music and everything. And a lot of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the history of radio. They have a huge yeah. radio section in there. Because, you know, it's a big part of the history of rock and roll, of course. So uh, that's pretty cool. But anyway, I like Cleveland as a stadium, as a city, as a a fan base that is so rabid. They're so into their team, but they're tortured. I mean, they have been tormented, tortured for decades. You could sense that when you were up there in 2014. I could. Yeah. Even when they scored a touchdown to cut the lead that we had, you could tell they were like, leaves. "That was that was good, but okay, we're, we're they're going to score again." I mean, that was almost kind of the feeling I got uh, while we were in there. Okay, my top five gone but not forgotten players the Texans would have or could have faced, but will not in twenty twenty. Who's the one player that we have faced, Mark, or could have faced in twenty twenty that we're not going to? On the top of your list, and I'll tell you it's on top of mine. Well, in the division, it's probably Jarrell Casey. Yeah. You know, that, that I did this overall. I did this overall. So, Craig okay, Casey's overall. three. But, uh, that, I mean, that, that's a huge one, especially considering who the Titans are now. They're the favorite yeah. in the division. 
and uh, that's a big miss for them. But obviously it's Brady. Brady's yep. the biggest one. The Patriots are coming to your place, and like I said, I think yesterday, what a year to not be going up there. You know, no yeah. fans and no Brady would be the time to go to Gillette Stadium. But Brady is out, and the Patriots are coming here. But it'll be it'll be Cam Newton. I you know in all likelihood. I mean that's another one. Is is that an automatic? Is Cam starting? I mean he's got to right. I would if he's healthy. If he's, if he's healthy, he's got to play right. He's got to. Yeah. Cam freaking Newton. Then they knew they know who he is, and they didn't sign him to be the backup. So Cam's gonna play. And, yeah, if he's healthy. You know, if he's healthy, but I don't. If do you think he's not going to be? I mean, at this point. Well, you know, listen. There's there, and you know this as well as I do. There's there's ready to play, and then there's healthy. They're two yeah. different. They're two different declarations, really. You know, a yeah. guy can be ready to play, but you know, he's not. He's not fully healthy. Um, yeah. And we've we've seen that over the years. We've seen guys that kind of fall into that category. Okay, yeah, this guy's going to play, but he, he's not fully healthy. Uh, I think Cam in eighteen and nineteen was kind of that way. Um, nineteen, obviously, he gets hurt early, and so he really didn't, he didn't play at all. Um, but just talking to my brother-in-law, who um, is kind of a high-profile character in the Charlotte area, he's talked to doctors, and and they told him back in nineteen, are like, he's that it's it's done, it's done, but. If wow. he's fully healthy, if he is fully healthy, and that includes the shoulder, the ankle, the foot, and just – I mean, he's taken more hits over the years just running the football with how big he is. You know, it's funny. We we, we used to watch uh, – my dad and I, when we would watch basketball, my dad would get really frustrated because the officials wouldn't call fouls on big men uh, when yeah. – because, well, that's a foul normally, but when it's against Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq isn't impacted right. because he's so big and strong. And I think and Cam, yeah, yeah and, and, but yet it's still a foul. And so I think Cam's kind of that way. It's like the hits that Cam took, you'd see guys just bounce off of him because Cam's 6'6", 250, but those hits add up the same way they would for some other lesser being. But Cam just kept delivering those hits as much as he was receiving them. And I think that took its toll. But I think there's there's no question. If he's healthy, fully healthy, yeah, Cam Newton can do some things. Which brings me to top five, face in a new place. I have a tie at number one with two Colts. Yeah, well, Philip, <coughs> excuse me, Philip Rivers is number one. I think I think that's the number one player on this list. It's the dreaded Colts. It's Rivers, who's got a lot of accomplishments in this league. No, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. No, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. But it's Phillip Rivers. And this is a big move by them. I mean, we were talking about this at the Combine as if it could happen, and then it did happen. And if you're a Colts fan, obviously you're praying for Rivers to stay healthy. Uh, And if he does, this could be really special because you can run the ball, got a great line. Mm-hmm. The defense should be a little bit better at the very least. You have DeForest Buckner, who's your other player that you voted number one, so it's a tie. But I don't know why you made it a tie. I mean, I'm calling you out on that one. It's Rivers, Johnny. Rivers is the new guy. It's, <laughs> you it's the know? new face in a new place or whatever you call the category. Uh, yeah, you want to know why it's a tie? Why? Because as I was editing it, I forgot about DeForest Buckner. <laughs> I didn't uh, want to. I didn't want to renumber everything, so I just said, "I said, oh, bleep it, just make it a tie." Because I do think 
DeForest Buckner is going to be, when I looked at everybody else on the list, I thought, this guy is going to be a problem. There, He is absolutely, no doubt about it, going to be an issue for our interior guys to have to block. Um, and, I, and I hate that because we saw that in 18 when they had uh, Marcus Hunt and Denique Autry in the middle. And now you add a player in there that's the size of Marcus Hunt, but the ability of Danico Autry, and it's all in one guy, and DeForest Buckner. And I'm that, that, I'm nervous about that. So, yes, I, he would not have been number one normally. He probably, probably would have been three. Uh, but I do think DeForest Buckner is going to have a pretty significant impact on that Colts defense right in the middle. Heck, the Colts gave up a first-round pick and and – paid DeForest Buckner a lot of money. So uh, I think it's those – those the Colts came up with those two, adding them to the roster, and they were no, no rookies. But the Colts, to me, of anybody in the division and of anybody the Texans face, added, I think, the two most important pieces through free agency, but they also added two rookies that I think could come in there and give them immediate contribution, and that's Michael Pittman, the wide receiver from USC, and Jonathan Taylor – running back from the University of Wisconsin. Those two could step right into starting spots day one. And along with Rivers and Buckner, now you got Pittman and Taylor to go along with what they've already had there. Uh, and that Colts squad could be very, very scary. I'm hoping that doesn't happen for all four of those players, uh, but I could I could see it. I, I absolutely could see I it. I want to vomit right now yeah, after everything you just said. I keep forgetting I about Pittman. And what he can do along with Taylor. Uh, don't start with me with the Colts. If River stays healthy, Michael Pittman will have an A.J. Brown-like year. I'm going on All record. Right. I just said I, it. I got you. I'm, got I'm you. going on record. Put a rocket down. July 17th, 2020. I just said that. I, lo- I love Michael Pittman. I, I really wanted the Texans to take a look. And obviously when they made the Brandon Cooks deal, brought in Cobb for free, from free agency, I knew they probably wouldn't go early with wide receiver, and they obviously wouldn't even gotten a shot on Michael Pittman because he ended up going before pick 40. Um, but, man, I really like Michael Pittman. I, I really I really like that guy. So to have to see him twice a year uh, is a little bit galling. Now, the other team we have to see twice a year is the Tennessee Titans. We'll preview them, see what they have coming back, and how much – is the loss of Jack Conklin and Jarrell Casey going to hurt that squad in 2020? Mark and I'll talk about that next right here on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. June's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to Houston Police Department Lieutenant Bridget Loomis. Lieutenant Loomis sets an exemplary leadership standard for all with her commitment to service. Recently, she went above and beyond to help a mother and her two children escape a domestic abuse situation, taking care of their hotel bill when shelters were full. Her willingness to serve those around her for the past 23 years means more to her community than she knows. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our June Star of Courage Award. Recipient. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. 
Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Hi, this is John Weeks with the Houston Texans. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at HoustonFoodBank.org slash Huddle Against Hunger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. I was in there uh, going into the revamped Soldier yeah, yeah, Field, yeah. which is inexplicably you know, semi-modernized, but not. It's just a bizarre situation. It's a tremendously historic venue for this league, and they ruined that stadium when they redid it. I always, always, without fail, there is a bad word that comes out of my mouth within the first two or three plays of watching any game involving the Bears at Soldier Field. Because their all 22 shot is from really, really low. Because it's just all oh. jacked up. And I get so mad. I'm like, God, I hate this shot. It's so terrible. Uh, and everybody that watches the Bears film thinks the same thing. I put it as number four. Um, because I've not been there. And I'm, I'm curious. I know that. I would hope in December maybe we'll be able to do some certain things. I don't know what we're going to be able to do. I hope, First of yeah. all, I hope we're actually up there doing the game. But that said, December, Chicago in December could be kind of fun. I've never been to Soldier Field. So that was that's why I put that one on the list. Because there are eight places we're going. And two of them that didn't make the list were Indianapolis and Jacksonville. And I picked Tennessee – and the reason I picked Tennessee just because, well, it's Nashville. <laughs> and everybody yeah. that's made that trip to Nashville has, has, has enjoyed it over the years that I've talked to. They love it. They love going on Broadway on the Saturday night beforehand, getting some great food, getting the Nashville hot chicken or going to the, uh, the Southern like we do, and then going and seeing the Texans win on Sunday. They, they love that. Um, and I had, so it's not so much Nissan Stadium as being number three, but just Nashville and the whole thing that goes with it. That's why I put it number three, but I put Arrowhead stadium at number one. And I, I told you about my whole YouTube, you know, how I go about watching things on YouTube. Well, the other day I just kind of let things roll. Cause I was working on, um, I was working on a know your foe article. And so I just was kind of letting things roll in the highlights of our game against them in the playoffs popped up on the screen. Oh. And I'm like, I'm just going to ignore it. And then I would look up and I'd be like, oh, gosh. Of course, I watched <laughs> the first quarter and, and, and changed. Like, man, that, we were really good. I mean, from J.J.'s sack against Buffalo to 24 to nothing against the Chiefs, that may be the best three quarters we played um, yeah. in 2019. But I put Arrowhead. It's, it's just 
at all times, it's a complete total madhouse. I mean, week six was that way um, until we quieted them with the win. And then the playoff game, I mean, when, my God, when they when DeAndre Carter fumbled and they had an opportunity to make it 24-21, I thought the place was going to fall down. I mean, it was just a full-on uh, – oh, my gosh. It was, uh, it was incredible. It was, it was just this incredible feeling of we are – we're the enemy – in this hostile, hostile area. Oh, my God, this is crazy. But yet, those are the kind of environments you want to be in. I've been Hinesfield at two because the only time I've been up there is 2014. I loved it. I absolutely, yeah. absolutely loved it. And it was great because that we played on a Monday night. So I had all day Monday to kind of go walk around the city. And I walked over to PNC Park, uh, took you know pictures with the statues of Willie Stargell and Roberto Clemente, you know, two, two guys I you know idolized. Um, in baseball, so that was really fun to do. Um, and going up to Pittsburgh, and it was just a really nice day and a pretty day, so it, it made it. Uh, it made it all the best. The two, the two that didn't, three that didn't make it were Jacksonville and Indianapolis and Cleveland. And Cleveland, I don't know. Cleveland's, I don't know. I see. I'm I surprised know. about that because I forgot about Cleveland, and I'm excited to go to Cleveland. I mean, I am, I'm like excited to go to Cleveland, Cleveland too. But I, but in 14, you know, we went there. It was good. It was it, it was good. Uh, that it was, was a fun. fun trip. I mean, it was obviously a fun trip. it was a win. It was Mallet. Uh, we did a – that's when we were still doing our shows on Fox, our mm-hmm. pregame show. We shot something at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is ridiculous, by the way. Don't get me started about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how ridiculous it is. But it's still a fun museum to go to, you know, to see the history of music and everything. And a lot of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the history of radio. They have a huge radio yeah. section in there. Because, you know, it's a big part of the history of rock and roll, of course. So uh, that's pretty cool. But anyway, I like Cleveland as a stadium, as a city, as a a fan base that is so rabid. They're so into their team, but they're tortured. I mean, they have been tormented, tortured for decades. You could sense that when you were up there in 2014. I could. Even when they scored a touchdown to cut the lead that we had, you could tell they were like – that was that was good, but okay, we're, we're they're gonna score again. I mean, that was almost kind of the feeling I got uh, while we were in there. Okay, my top five gone but not forgotten players the Texans would have or could have faced, but will not in twenty twenty. Who's the one player that we have faced, Mark, or could have faced in twenty twenty that we're not going to on the top of your list? And I'll tell you, it's on top of mine. Well, in the division, it's probably Jarrell Casey. Yeah, you know, that, that now, I did somebody. this overall. I did this overall. So Craig okay, Casey's overall. three. But uh, that I mean, that that's a huge one, especially considering who the Titans are now. They're the favorite yeah. in the division. And uh, that's a big miss for them. But obviously it's Brady. Brady is yep. the biggest one. The Patriots are coming to your place. And like I said, I think yesterday, what a year to not be going up there. You know, no yeah. fans and no Brady would be at the time <laughs> to go to Gillette Stadium. But Brady is out and the Patriots are coming here. But it'll be it'll be Cam Newton, I, you know, in all likelihood. I mean, that's another one. Is is that an automatic? Is Cam starting? I mean, he's got to, right? I would if he's healthy. If he's, if he's healthy, he's got to play, right? He's got to. Yeah. Cam freaking Newton. Then they knew they know who he is, and they didn't sign him to be the backup. So Cam's gonna play. And, yeah, if he's healthy, you know, if he's healthy. But I don't. If do you think he's not going to be? I mean, at this point. Well, you know, listen, there's there and you know this as well as I do. There's there's ready to play and then there's healthy. 
they're two yeah. different they're two different declarations really you know a yeah. guy can be ready to play but you know he's not he's not fully healthy um, yeah. and we've we've seen that over the years we've seen guys that kind of fall into that category okay yeah this guy's gonna play but he, he's not fully healthy uh, I think Cam at 18 and 19 was kind of that way um, 19 obviously he gets hurt early and so he really didn't, didn't play at all um, but just talking to my brother-in-law who um, is kind of a high profile character in the Charlotte area he's talked to doctors and and they told him back in 19 are like he's that it's it's done it's done but if wow. he's fully healthy, if he is fully healthy, and that includes the shoulder, the ankle, the foot, and just – I mean, he's taken more hits over the years just running the football with how big he is. You know, it's funny. We we, we used to watch uh, – my dad and I, when we would watch basketball, my dad would get really frustrated because the officials wouldn't call fouls on big men uh, when yeah. – because, well, that's a foul normally, but when it's against Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq isn't impacted right. because he's so big and strong. And I think and Cam, yeah, yeah and, and, but yet it's still a foul. So I think Cam's kind of that way. It's like the hits that Cam took, you'd see guys just bounce off of him because Cam's 6'6", 250, but those hits add up the same way they would for some other lesser being. But Cam just kept delivering those hits as much as he was receiving them. And I think that took its toll. But I think there's there's no question. If he's healthy, fully healthy, yeah, Cam Newton can do some things. Which brings me to top five, face in a new place. I have a tie at number one with two Colts. Yeah, well, Philip, excuse me, Philip Rivers is number one. I think, I think that's the number one player on this list. It's the dreaded Colts. It's Rivers, who's got a lot of accomplishments in this league. No, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. No, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. But it's Phillip Rivers. And this is a big move by them. I mean, we were talking about this at the Combine as if it could happen, and then it did happen. And if you're a Colts fan, obviously you're praying for Rivers to stay healthy. Uh, And if he does, this could be really special because you can run the ball, got a great line. Mm -hmm. The defense should be a little bit better at the very least. You have DeForest Buckner, who's your other player that you voted number one, so it's a tie. But I don't know why you made it a tie. I mean, I'm calling you out on that one. It's Rivers, Johnny. Rivers is the new guy. It's it's the new face in a new place or whatever you call the category. Uh, Yeah, you want to know why it's a tie? Because as I was editing it, I forgot about DeForest Buckner. I didn't uh, want to. I didn't want to renumber everything, so I just said, "I said, oh, bleep it, just make it a tie." Because I do think the Forrest Buckner is going to be. When I looked at everybody else on the list, I thought this guy is going to be a problem. There, he is absolutely no doubt about it. Going to be an issue for our interior guys to have to block, um, and I and I hate that because we saw that in eighteen when they had uh, Marcus Hunt and Denique Autry in the middle. And now you add a player in there that's the size of Marcus Hunt, but the ability of Danico Autry, and it's all in one guy, in DeForest Buckner. And I'm that, that, I'm nervous about that. So, yes, I, he would not have been number one normally. He probably, probably would have been three. Uh, but I do think DeForest Buckner is going to have a pretty significant impact on that Colts defense right in the middle. Heck, the Colts gave up a first-round pick and and – paid DeForest Buckner a lot of money. So 
Uh, I think it's those those the Colts came up with those two, adding them to the roster, and they were no no rookies. But the Colts, to me, of anybody in the division and of anybody the Texans face, added, I think, the two most important pieces through free agency. But they also added two rookies that I think could come in there and give them immediate contribution. And that's Michael Pittman, the wide receiver from USC, and Jonathan Taylor, the running back from the University of Wisconsin. Those two could step right into starting spots day one. And along with Rivers and Buckner, now you got Pittman and Taylor to go along with what they've already had there. Uh, and that Colts squad could be very, very scary. I'm hoping that doesn't happen for all four of those players, uh, but I could I could see it. I absolutely could see I it. I want to vomit right now yeah, after everything you just said. I keep forgetting I about Pittman and what he can do along with Taylor. Uh, don't start with me with the Colts. If River stays healthy, Michael Pittman will have an A.J. Brown-like year. I'm going on right. record. I just said I, it. I got you. I'm, I got I'm you. going on record. Put him rocket down. July 17th, 2020. I just said that. I love I love Michael Pittman. I I really wanted the Texans to take a look. And obviously when they made the Brandon Cooks deal, brought in Cobb for free, from free agency, I knew they probably wouldn't go early with wide receiver. And they obviously wouldn't even gotten a shot on Michael Pittman because he ended up going before pick 40. Um, but, man, I really like Michael Pittman. I really, I really like that guy. So to have to see him twice a year uh, is a little bit galling. Now, the other team we have to see twice a year is the Tennessee Titans. We'll preview them, see what they have coming back, and how much is the loss of Jack Conklin and Jarrell Casey going to hurt that squad in 2020? Mark and I'll talk about that next right here in Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more. On your Houston Texans. June's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to Houston Police Department Lieutenant Bridget Loomis. Lieutenant Loomis sets an exemplary leadership standard for all with her commitment to service. Recently, she went above and beyond to help a mother and her two children escape a domestic abuse situation, taking care of their hotel bill when shelters were full. Her willingness to serve those around her for the past 23 years means more to her community than she knows. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our June Star of Courage Award. Recipient. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Hi, this is John Weeks with the Houston Texans. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at HoustonFoodBank.org slash HuddleAgainstHunger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. 
And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Going somewhere? The Texans mobile app. Don't leave home without it. Oh, yeah. Put that mobile app on your phone. Get that done. Our people in the office, my good friends, and I believe Woods, Amanda, Kathy, they have been busting it trying to get that app out, updated, and ready for you, obviously, under the leadership of Jamie Devitt. So make sure you guys get that thing and have it ready for training camps. There's going to be all kinds of great stuff for you there on the app. Make sure you get it. John Harris here, Mark Vandermeer across town. Mark, the Tennessee Titans, yes, on a I've scale of 1 to 10. Mm. Intimidate is not the right word. How fearful are you of the Titans in 2020? 1 to 10. All right. I, I want to be careful about this because I, I don't look at this team as a juggernaut. I kind of look at this team as a good team that got hot at the perfect time of year. I was not overly impressed with them when the Texans went up there and beat them, mm-hmm. uh, meaning I, you know, I thought they were good, and I thought that was yeah. a really good win for the Texans because they had to get that game. You know, you couldn't mess around with letting the division slide until the last day of the regular season and all of that. Uh, whereas the Texans went on the road and beat the Titans and took care of business at Tampa Bay, the Titans were at home back-to-back weeks and had the Texans and the Saints and lost both of those games. Yep. That was unimpressive. Now, the playoff run was very impressive. But just because they went through that run, you know, people look at them and think uh, the stock is rising. And, look, maybe it is. But I still think that they have some issues here. And I still see kind of a 9-7, and 10-6 sort of season for them if – they stay healthy. I don't. This is not a twelve and four team to me. This is not an eleven and five team. This is ten and six at best. Probably another nine and seven, and they've done, they've done that sixteen seasons in a row. It feels like. Uh, so, but having said all that, they can definitely beat you any given Sunday. They can definitely win this division, especially if the other team, the other contenders, have some issues injury wise or whatever, or COVID or whatever. Uh, so it wouldn't shock me if the Titans win the division. I just don't think they're a juggernaut, Johnny. I would not, even though they went to the AFC Championship game, I would not say they're one of the top three or four Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. Okay, hold on. I am I, am my, I being too crazy saying that? I, hold on, i got to finish my tweet. Texans, voice, says, no. Titans. State. Nobody's listening. It's the final <laughs> segment of our show, and I don't want that to get to Nashville. No, I know. Uh, Mark, you, you know how I feel about this team. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I wasn't surprised they went on to run the playoffs, because they faced a Patriots team that was eh, was not it was not very good, and it's a defense that you could convince me could stop a guy like Lamar Jackson or slow him down because of the speed they have at particular positions, in particular at linebacker. Uh, and they've got two really good safeties, and they had a great a great plan to face Lamar Jackson. And they got a few breaks in that game to go with them. It's, I think, the exact same team with two notable exceptions. And to me, if I'm a Titans fan, that worries me. There's no Jack Conklin, who I think was playing better than Taylor Luan last year. And there's no Jarrell Casey. 
And when we've played those, when we've played that team with Conklin healthy when he was a rookie and last year, and when every time we played Jarrell Casey, those two guys made a significant impact in those games. Significant impact in those games. I look at their defensive line. I'm like, okay, Jeffrey Simmons, good player. Yeah. But I don't look at anybody else in the front seven and go, ooh, that guy scares me. Harold Landry, eh. They signed Vic Beasley, one of the few signings they did have. Oh, like, okay. The Falcons, the Falcons' pass rush stunk. And they didn't want Vic Beasley. So mm. I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not buying the, I'm not buying the Titans hype. I'm with you. I think nine and seven, the thing that does worry me because they did go to the AFC championship game. They do have that in their back pocket that, Hey, they can reach back and find a couple game streak when they, when they need it. And they play physically up front on both sides of the ball, and teams are going to have to answer to that. I'll, I'll give them that much. Oh, yeah. I'll give them that much. I think A.J. Brown's going to be a dude. A.J. Brown's a dude. He's going to be very, very difficult to start to, to stop. But Corey Davis, eh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would, I would say that about Corey Davis. He hasn't gotten there. A.J. Brown's going to be tough to stop. Derrick Henry's going to have to try and prove it after 400 touches last year, and we'll see if he's able to do that. The Titans, I think, are going to be a very polarizing team in 2020, there's no doubt. Mark, as always, thank you so much. We will be back next week on Monday, 6 to 7, right here on Flagship Sports Radio 610. To be strange, back in the studio. Thank you very much. I said be strange. I meant be Porter in the studio. Thank you for having us. We'll see you on Monday, everybody. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce, and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. 
Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the waitlist and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. This is Texans Radio. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai. The longer you look, the more there is to life. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just $24,575. Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. Telemundo Houston entertains you every night with at 6 p.m. Exatlón, at 8 p.m. La Doña, at 9 p.m. Operación Pacífico, and at 10 p.m. Noticiero Telemundo Houston informs you with breaking news, the most accurate weather forecast with La Autoridad en el Tiempo, investigations with Telemundo Houston Responde and Investiga, and sports with Domina La Acción. Join us at 11 a.m., 4, 5, and 10 p.m. on air, online, and via our free mobile app. Telemundo Houston, working for you. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. 
Already counting down the days until your next college football game day? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Sunday, September 6th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to open the year with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. KILT, KILT FM HD2 Houston. Radio.com Sports Station and your home of.